Hey y'all. Um today's episode, right, for Baby Daddy Chronicles is a long one. And I didn't want to break it up cuz I didn't feel like dropping two episodes back to back. So you just got a whole week to listen to it. It's about almost 2 hours. It's the longest episode yet on Baby Daddy Chronicles. It is a perfect mix between Baby Daddy Chronicles and Thoughts of an Average Joe podcast. If you haven't checked out my other podcast, go do so. It is a perfect mix between the two. You know what I'm saying? We talk about relationships. We talk about parenting and all that. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know it's a long episode. Forewarning. Uh, so, you know, break it up. Listen to it if you have to, but it's definitely a good one. All right. And, uh, yeah, man, let's get into the episode. You are now listening to an Average Joe Media production. As a father, guess I feel like I'm somebody. My life is my kid, so I tell about it. And I swear it's all about that. Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy. I ain't a baby daddy. Baby daddy, baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy. I ain't a baby daddy. Baby daddy. Welcome to another episode of Baby Daddy Chronicles. It is I, it is he, it is your future favorite baby daddy. Your future favorite, because you know, I, ain't, I, don't, I don't got no kids. Right, right. But, I like you know, it. I like future it. favorite. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Husband, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, if I, if I don't got no kids by 38, snip, snip, call the day. So, oh, right. Praise yeah. God. 35 for me. Because I know the Twinkie life sounds like a good thing to live. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that right now. We're not going to do that right now. Right now. We're going to get into it, though. To, yeah. But. Uh, it's your boy Tori once again. Obviously, got my boy Warren with me. Yeah, we got some gang, gang. Um, so straight ahead, introduce to them who you are and what you do and all, all that good stuff. Well, I'm gonna okay. do. I'm gonna do it like this. Oh, good. I'm, you I'm got it. You got it. These, these are your people. Yeah, I'm gonna do it like this. Chima, Chima, Rocky music. Thank you. Appreciate that, brother. You, you're a good man. This young lady to my right came a long, long way. Huh? From the island. Of Orlando, Florida. In the depths, she fought through. She went and got them degrees. Huh? She had a young king uh-huh. at a young age. Mm. Never would have made it. Ah! Huh? It just came out. It was a hit. But this young lady has something to say. Ma'am, who are you? Hey, everybody. My name is Jaleesia Bell. Um, I'm just a real cool girl. Tall, you know. <laughs> very, very. Uh, I met her my junior year of high school. Yeah, oh, y'all are way back. Yeah, we. I didn't have no one. hair. I didn't have no hair on my face, boy. Mm. Yeah, man, Nothing. We, I, I was still wearing felines and Reeboks. Baby, South to the Pole, side. South Pole. Me, I, I, I was not the cool kid. Come on. Um, but this young lady was in the choir. Yes. She did a lot. She was some of everywhere. That's where I met at. The mm. choir. She was some of everywhere. Now she doesn't know this. She does not know this. I said I was going to wait because she don't know this. But uh, I had a crush on her. I can see. Huge crush. 
huge. Yeah, I, I know you don't know. I know you don't know. What's happening? Huge crush on her, right? <laughs> but my best friend was like, my boy, you can't date her. She taller than you. That ain't gonna work. No, that's facts. How to wait? So wait. At that time, I didn't, catch, I didn't catch my growth spurt till my senior year. Mm-hmm. But by that time, we was too cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I knew too much. Yeah, I knew too, I knew too much. We was too, we was too cool. So I got to stay at a, a safe distance. Yeah. That's what yeah, I, I, I was too corny. We was in the trenches. I, I was too enough corny to knock the coins out, <laughs> <laughs> but enough to know enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not the coins. <laughs> but she, this young lady is very smart. Uh, she got a voice of the angels of the mm-hmm. gods. Mm-hmm. Now we was supposed to be in chorus together. Uh huh. She don't know that either. Mm-hmm. But what was that lady's name? Who was over the choir? What was that lady's Darlene name? Darlene Coleman. Yes. yes oh, we fell out. We had beef. Mm-hmm. We had major beef because I was coming from a school that sung certain things. Like I, I, I was the shit. I'm not gonna lie. I was the shit over there. I, I was running mm-hmm. things, and then I came to an all black school, and to find out you wasn't running. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not even Coleman class. I'm, I'm not the only one that can sing. <laughs> um, and I felt away because okay. I, was, I wasn't singing those slave hymns. We, we, I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to do that. Definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? What? I, I'm I'm used to singing Ave Maria. We we not doing that. We not doing that. Way down in the water. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna be out. But I did get to hear her sing. I was like, oh, yeah, she got it. Y'all got it. But uh, it's my classmate. It's my good friend. Good, so good we friend. we gonna we gonna get into. You want to get into? Oh no, we introduce her first. We got to introduce. Oh comes yes, you brought a friend. You got to introduce. Yeah, and I brought my good good girlfriend. Okay, yeah, we also met at Jones. Just say my first name. Introduce yourself, friend. What? I thought you was okay. From the trenches of Jones High School. Yeah. Manifested into a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. black queen. Yeah. I'm Very not. intelligent, <laughs> in tune spiritually. Mm-hmm. Okay. A person who believes in accountability and builds you up mm-hmm. into yeah. being a better person. Yes. An exceptional mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. An exceptional mother. So I am proud mm-hmm. to introduce you all to my good, good girlfriend, Miss Asia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't have said it. See, look. Thank you. And also, fellas, she got a thing going. Oh, yeah, she on. does. It's, 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 it's wagging. Yeah. The yep. thing is thanking. Mm-hmm. It's sitting. Mm-hmm. Mine's still on layaway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> We're going to take it off from you. We're going to take it off. We're not going to do this today. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do this today. <laughs> but thank y'all for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So, um, First of all, before we get started, how's your mental health doing? My mental health in this very moment is exceptional. Um, I have had two breakdowns today. Um, where I've had to call my good, good girlfriend. Uh, but a good conversation, being honest about where you are, would definitely realign you. So I am in great shape mentally. Miss Asia? Um, I ain't going to say it's exceptional. It's good because I'm with her. You know, some days you wake up and you be like, today's great. And other days I be like, I got to do this again. But I will say um, the process of me getting to know myself and, you know, working on being a better person I wouldn't trade that for the world. So I guess I'd say it's going really good. It's going yeah. really good. How you feeling, T? I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah, I um, bet you are. You ate today, Big Burn? Did I eat? Mm-hmm. No. Actually, no. So on my way over here, I stopped over Ty's house. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did attempt to eat, mm-hmm. but I ain't like what they gave me. <laughs> so I ain't eat. You want me to go to the purse? You know, I used to be a big girl. I keep the snacks on the deck. <laughs> you know Ty's house ain't got nothing No, so I, I bought a taco salad over from uh, Zayo, Azuro, some shit over there in Colonial. Mm-hmm. Normally they good, but the, mm-hmm. the one I used to get in taco salad in Lakeland, well, you know who, mm-hmm. and this taco salad, they told me, 
I paid for half shrimp, half steak. Mm. Why the fuck they give me three shrimp, Warren? <laughs> well, what am I doing with three shrimp, bro? That's, I know what that's at. That's Azteca Diora. Thank you. They, they did, they did it so know. bad. They made me write a Google review on them. Oh, they yeah. turned me into a Karen, and I don't even play them types of games. She know I was like half steak, half shrimp, and you give me three shrimp. They charged me two dollars and fifty cent for a side of sour cream. Hey, as a as a chef, I totally understand that. I'd charge your ass too. That sour cream is expensive. <laughs> Hmm? Well, while we talking about chefism, we just need them wings and that bread back. I know it's coming. It's definitely Shameless coming. Plug. I know. I know. I'm extra sauce on mine. <laughs> it's coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, got some good news uh, this week. Hey, yo, she really wasn't news? playing. She really got the. Got snack. some good news this week. Get a snack, friend. Get a Keep snack. Keep the snacks in the purse. That's Hold what on, you're doing. Second. I gotta answer this. Okay. And I'm gonna answer it on air because you know who it is. Hey, kitty. Hi, I love you. I'm gonna call you right back because Daddy's doing an uh, interview. Okay. Okay. All right, love you. Love you. You're still a dork. <laughs> I'm gonna just get this out the way right now. Mm-hmm. Right. With all due respect, that thing is thinking. I didn't see I that first. You. I tried until to tell I saw you, you get I up and I was just like, Shit. I tried to tell you. I saw it come through the door. I said, Oof. Oh, God is good. Thank you. Uh, um, but for me, mm-hmm. um, oh, it's been a good week. Snacks, y'all. I'm making too much noise in the background. We can't open <laughs> It's incredible how it's, our ass will derail you. It will. God uh, is good, but that ass is kind of fat. Amen. <laughs> it ain't condo. <laughs> no, uh, but no, you it's been, been, a, first. It it's been a very good week. Um, just trying to figure out. Oh, what was um, the good news? Uh, Found out my uh, a young lady. That oh yeah, yes, with. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's mm-hmm. right. Well, no, you gotta tell it because uh, we don't know. So she's not pregnant, thank God. Mm. Um, that's her man claps. Mm-hmm. It def- it definitely does. I did my thing. Um, prayed on that. Get that out of there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If but, you was gonna have to pray to get it on up, I can hmm? wrap it up for you. When in there, wrap it. Oh, she don't know. Where the birth control at? If you going to be, know. I just said to be a know. Twinkie is a great thing, but I responsibly. Feel I feel you, but you got to understand. We grown over here. Ain't, mm-hmm. ain't nobody fucking a plastic bag. We not having sex in a plastic bag. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where's the birth control? So let me, let me ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. Because this, I think this is a great segue into this baby daddy ideology, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself a baby daddy or a father? No, I am I, the father I, of my child. You're the father of your child? Yes. Okay. So... If Miss Michelle, mm-hmm. you you and Miss Michelle Gladys. Well, so, what, Gladys, mm-hmm. huh? She have she has taken you yonder. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have taken her further than where she's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of that, yep. um, now there's a little baby DJ brewing. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. unexpected mm-hmm. to a certain degree, Correct. unplanned. Correct. But oh, excuse me, not unexpected, unplanned. Yes, right. But consciously, you know that by. Having unprotected sex, that there mm-hmm. is a fifty percent chance it, it that Gladys is. Yes. may produce a little mink thing yes. mm-hmm. of you. Now, yes. because you are honest and identifying that that is something that you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. if that were to be true, would mm-hmm. you say that you're in a position to mentally, mm-hmm. financially, yep. emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, yep. and physically, yes, rear another child from yeah. infancy on up? Yeah, yeah. It would have been cool if we if. If she were to be like, yo, we pregnant, cool, we'd have rocked out um, with no problem. But 
She wasn't, praise God. And obviously on this blessings. podcast, we don't think about what ifs. We think about reality. There we go. There we go. I got there we go. Um, <laughs> you have to consider, and that's great. It's you got to consider it all. You got to consider it all. Yeah. It's yeah. great to, to deal in the reality. Like, yeah, okay, she ain't pregnant, da-da-da-da-da. But if your thought process mm-hmm. is still along the lines that you are still performing the same actions, it's not always going to be, yeah, your ass making it out goddamn clean. Most definitely. And, I feel you on that. Most definitely. And I agree. sometimes you all say that you know someone. Okay, yeah, I'm a, I, I, I'll twerk with Gladys and we're going to have a damn baby because you know the puss good so we're just gonna do what we do but now when a when a woman is pregnant now you see a different part of Gladys that's Definitely. like nah mm-hmm. you was right. bouncing that ass on the back but no nah, I did know that and we we're, we're cool so we we know each other it just was like whew it's been some hell of a time mm. uh, oh y'all had still, a time last night oh boy <laughs> let me tell you she, it's a whole water park over there but um, Warren uh, baby, baby let me tell you slip and slide <laughs> Uh, but no, outside of that, sea world, <laughs> baby, backstroke. Um, but I got a couple new gigs, um, so right. I got. I just I did the '90s party, which was crazy, amazing. Oh, Ronnie, Ronnie yes, dog. Yeah. I heard it hey, was dope. Boy, I showed my whole ass, boy. I told them DJs out the frame. It was amazing. My so God. I, after doing that, I booked two parties: a party and a wedding. Okay. off of that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ooh. the party is it Al's party? The party is it's a Super Bowl party. Ooh. Yeah, Super Bowl party. So uh, to to we, we, yeah, we gonna get that. We gonna Shout get that out money. To Warren, most definitely get into the bag. Oh, we gonna get that money, most definitely. But mm. I do have um, upsetting news that I found out the same day of doing that party. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, and former classmate um, was killed. And normally, and the way I'm gonna say this is gonna sound bad, but normally anybody else in the street, even if I knew him. It'd have been like, oh, well, you know, that's the city. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this young man played a part in me getting to where I am now mm-hmm. um, and me knowing him, and I only know him. I know his mama. And I only know his mama. I know the people he was around. It's like, this shit bothers me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to lie. I was, I've was i been pretty fucked up for a few days just trying to figure out, like, damn, like, he my age. And he, four kids and one on the way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, fuck, we... We're not invincible. Like, did mm-hmm. this shit can happen? And because we live in the South, killings like that aren't random. It ain't no it's accidentally calculated. gun going off. You know, some random drive by shit. No, they 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 knew him. Mm-hmm. They were in the car with him. So it made me analyze my circle. Granted, I love my guys. You know, you know, I you know mm-hmm. whatever. We may fight, tussle, whatever. But that bothered me. And it's been taking like a minute for me to kind of get my feeding to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to the funeral because I got to remember you the last way you were. Mm-hmm. But they asked me to uh, DJ his repast. So I'm going to do that. And then me and another DJ are getting together for Thanksgiving and Pos and Christmas, I do believe, to like do all the food okay. uh, for them. Mm-hmm. So it's just been it's been an up and down kind of yeah. week. But it's been good for the most part. And I got a cool moment with the kid. Like we, I realize I'm old because she has a TikTok song that she loves, and it's the "I wish I knew." So I thought I knew the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that be singing my ass off, and she looking at me like it's funny. Like when you see your face looking at you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Yo, what's what's wrong?" She goes, "That's not how the song goes." Period. First of all, <laughs> period. Yes, it does. No, it does not. And so I played the song again, and I'm singing my part. She goes, "Hey, hey, 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 hey. Mm. let them sing it." Oh, oh. 
Oh, I'll have you know, ma'am. I'm quarterly trained. Okay, you you wish to get here. Baby, done set them boundaries. Excuse me. So, yeah, and she was not right. It. That's when you gotta show them. And she was I right. I can outlast you. Oh, I don't care. My no, son, no. Right. You want me to shut up? Never. But see, now you, I'm gonna sing extra. But when you got a girl, it's different. Cause she ready for that. That's what I'm saying. That's why you gotta show them who boss. It's even more imperative when she, it's a um, little girl. She she runs shit. I don't run. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't run. She she you see, I answered the phone. I didn't. I didn't hesitate. Uh, if I don't answer that phone call, we're in. Tr- I'm in trouble. See, my niece, <laughs> yeah. my niece, she what's happening, everybody baby? around but me because she already know when you can't. You met your match when you met me. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see and that. I love y'all, but I my son is 14. Um, you done? So I'm gonna call him in a minute and be like, "Hey, you doing that school part?" I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I mess up on the lyric, he just roll his eyes because you already know. You gonna do what you gonna do? I'm a rapper. Right, I was gonna say, and I'm gonna thug it out, and I'm gonna sing it even harder, and I'm gonna shoot it's, with the wrong lyrics, and you just gonna sit back. It's so funny hearing the like the opposite end of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like because with a girl, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can, you, can. you just you just ain't raising, got the mental fortitude. Raising to keep a boy going. is very different, I would yeah. say, than raising a girl. Yeah. Like, it is. I think, like with my son, I see. I'm I'm a very emotional person, mm-hmm. so stuff goes on, and I'm like. What the hell is going on in this motherfucker? Talk to me. What's happening? <laughs> and he's like, Ma. It they ain't just even be, all that. They you know what I'm so saying? mindless and brainless. Yeah. Like, what did you talk about? So now about? I'm going back to the table like, well, damn, was it that serious? Like, maybe and I always think it is. I'd be like, I just don't think you understand the question I was asking. You come here, let me ask you. But your daughter definitely has you wrapped around her Oh, it, it's, 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 it's sad. It's, it's sad. sad. I'm a, I'm spending a hundred dollars tomorrow just to go play in the snow because she wanted to go play in the snow. You saw the one the one in Tampa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, me, we're going. me and Tiara wanted to go. Yeah, to yeah we're going. Pack uh, it up and go. Oh, we're going. She Let's is a spoiled black girl, and I love every minute. I love every. I love seeing her. I remember when she had her lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like. I post. I used to post a lot, but I'm not posting a lot right now. But I be watching, and it's just really interesting. You know, kudos to you for, mm-hmm. you know. Seeing something in her and planting a seed of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. like seeing her have her lemonade stand, she has her logo. It's not, you know, sometimes parents create businesses and it's like they're pushing their motives on their child. Right. But, you know, you can see that it's genuine between you and her. Like, baby, Definitely. you want to sell lemonade? Listen, my goddamn daughter is selling lemonade. I know y'all bitches thirsty. Now, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, oh, this is cute. People buy a couple bottles, whatever, would be done with it. Mm-hmm. This, this, this ball head hell was so six cases. And in, that's all, period. In, in two hours. You sound like a hater. And, and I like that. <laughs> I like that. I was like, I got something for that. We shutting it down. <laughs> I shut down everything. He said we shutting it the down. The best oh, thing man. you can be in America is a cute black little oh, girl. That's a, all you I love need. it. With a little bit of I'm attitude, t- that's I'm, all you I'm need. I'm glad she looked like me in the face and not a mama. So we, you know we, we, we good like that. Well, she, she got, I've she never got seen a mama color. She got a mama color. I've never seen mother, so I'm not. But I'm just going to say, because she's a woman, you ain't going to do her like that. Got to be on her side by default. I feel you. Okay. I feel you. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> now we're cool. One thing I can say, our relationship is um, it took a lot for us to get to where we are. Uh, but I appreciate it. And I can't take all the credit for putting our, her entrepreneurship ooh, in her because it's me and her mom. Her mom made clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it works on both ends. Like she wants to right. sew. 
and she wants to DJ. So right. it works. And what I was gonna say is, mm-hmm. it's what she sees. She yeah. sees. It sounds like you and her mother both just doing what y'all want to do. Yeah. Also being able to make money off of those things. So yeah. I we, don't think she probably would ever grow up to work for somebody else. I, my my only that. goal is, and I've said this on here before, mm-hmm. is to keep her off the pole. Mm. What's wrong with Don't the take her down to the paint. <laughs> Don't take no. her down to the paint. But no. I think I do feel like no. we need to we need to take the, the stigma out of some of that. Because at the end Ma'am. of the day, Ma'am. if men wasn't coming to throw their money Ma'am. in there, you, you don't understand. So her father, there. right? Her father, her father has worked security uh-huh. with dancers and has and I've done multiple things with mm-hmm. them. Um, so I get to really talk to them behind okay. the scenes. So it's a different reason. It's, I thought you were going to say some surface level, and that's no, why no, no. I say it's, that. I get I get to talk to uh, Diamond and them, and really understand like why mm-hmm. are you doing this. Mm-hmm. Right now, granted, I'm asking some of them that because I want to save them. But uh, you know, you I, I t- nobody. They yeah, yeah, save yes, themselves. I can. Well, well, the way this money stacked, up you can plan a seed. <laughs> Well, you can always plan a you can seed, whether it be with yeah, yeah. words. Well, I influenced by helping her through college and, and throwing this money right. at her and trying to get her to understand. Because she's just going to keep on telling you, come back, we can help. Come back next week and help me again. Definitely. Make definitely. sure you bring uh, the money. I was, not, I was 19 <laughs> and fell in love with my first trip. I damn sure did. I fell in love with my first trip at 19 and understood that you can't find love in strip club. <laughs> but I thought I could. Well, see, and I just, I just, I just, <clears throat> I'm going to say this as well. I just don't think it's just at the strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard a, a very wise woman say, mm-hmm. if you looked at me and I looked material, mm-hmm. why would you approach me without no materials? Mm-hmm. And that was the smartest shit I ever heard. I like that one. That mm-hmm. was the smartest shit I ever heard. Because mm-hmm. I ain't know no pole. I'm just an average woman. You, and I'm not, not materialistic. But you can't come over here without no materials. And I ain't know no pole. Well, I ain't got no money. So what kind of materials are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, well, so it's mm, it's it's, it's a mo- I need multiple materials. Ma- I need Such intellect. We got I that. I got that. I want protection. Oh, I got that. I'm big. You know. <laughs> I could, I could chop you know, I need some understanding. You know, I need I, I care, but I also need money. Cause love don't pay no well, fucking bills. Well, it looks like you own. My mama always said, "I'm out." Love don't pay no bills. I ain't so got it. We, you got to have everything. Cause I when I it. come, I'm I'm coming with the full package. Everything now, I ask now, you for, I will provide. When we say money, like how much money? <laughs> what are you mean we by talking that? about? Like now, I ain't say you got to be no millionaire, but I'm a hundred When I <laughs> when I talk to myself and I say I want that, I don't give myself excuses. That's what I'm gonna say. So when I tell my man. I want that. I don't want no excuses. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, I don't know now, how much materials that will require of you. Now, but you know, mm-hmm. before we actually get into the episode, because I, I like where this was going. I mm-hmm. see what you're doing. Um, when you say you want that, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like spur of the moment? Because most niggas see like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna put you on game, right? Mm-hmm. With most Help. men, right? Help. We are calculated. If you tell us, hey, if you give us like, hey, I may want that, we mm. can save up for it. But if you last minute stuff, we 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 we, oh, we don't. See, we don't. I'm sorry, let I'm me, a mother. Let me, let we me, don't let do me last minute shit like that. Let me often. interject real quick. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I like to call myself a high value woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, I like to make the argument that I'm the best of both worlds. Professionally, I'm gonna get that bag. Mm-hmm. She gonna personally. Get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be me, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. have a great time. And anyone who engages in my life, they will understand um, both aspects of me. Mm-hmm. Now, when you are talking to a high value woman, I make over ninety thousand in a year. Praise God! Um, Dang, even in my tax bracket, <laughs> <laughs> which is what which is what I'm saying, you know. And so, 
Um, I am a black woman that loves black men. I um, I respect that. all cultures. We appreciate um, that. But when it comes to my dating experience, you're, you're going to be black. <laughs> we appreciate Okay, that. you're going to be black. Um, but I do understand that in me dating, every man is not going to have the same educational or academic experiences. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Everyone is not going to be able to uh, work a high-value job, and I respect that. What I am attracted to is a blue collar worker, Mm. a man that will get up, a man that will go to work every day. I have a reason to want to get in the kitchen and pack you a great lunch and buy you the best lunch pack that you can have so you can have hot food. Mm -hmm. I want to pack you snacks. I want to pack you drinks. Mm -hmm. When you come home, I want to be able to close my laptop and I want to be able to take care of you as a person. Let me rub your feet. Let me rub your back. But what is going to inspire me to do that, even though you may be making $45,000 a year? How do you treat me? How do you talk to me? Are you honest? Are we growing together um, from an intellectual and and business standpoint, even if you make $45,000 a year? Hey, babe, you know, um, I know how to make body butters and my dress is growing phenomenally. People are asking about my hair oils. Like, let's partner together. And let's figure out how we can do this. Okay, if I'm working two jobs to make this type of income, then I need your help with, you know, promotion. Um, let me show you how to use Canva and let's make, you know, marketing material. Let's mm-hmm. develop a marketing strategy. Can we come together and work together so that we can continue to produce this type of life? If you see my mental health failing, are you asking me, how, babe, how's your mental health today? I see that you're snapping. Are you showing that attentiveness? We can make that $45,000 work, but what I can't work, make work is someone who is continuously making poor choices. Mm. And now you're asking me as a high-value woman who has Amazon coming to my house every day or who you know likes to go out to great restaurants and not worry about a ticket or who likes to buy elevation materials and not think about the cost. If you want me to be with you and now you're trying to reduce me to say, okay, now you can only buy an eighth? Mm. And I'm used to buying a half. Now, now we have a problem because now you're. When we met, this is the the level in which I was caring for myself. Okay, so if you can't make that, but your character is in is in place, then we can come together and and consider something. Okay, babe, I don't bought you forty five boxes of blunts. Okay, I may not be able to pay for the half, but you you have done something. And sometimes men. They they want to be served, but they don't want to serve. And mm. you can't get a high value woman if you're not willing to serve. Because even though we make all this money and whatever, we like to have a good time. We like to chill. We like to vibe, and we like to serve our men. But I'm not serving you if you're not serving well, me. Well, see, and I'd say this: um, all that high value woman, strong one. I I didn't gave that up. You know what I mean? Because when I was doing all that, I want to be strong. All I was attracting was the dudes who saw that as an opportunity to fake and get in with you good. Okay, there's and then they throw all that away, mm-hmm. and then now you high value by yourself, and that whatever value you thought they had. It's not there anymore, but, and now you. But just let me clarify: high value, mom. right? How, you know high value I mean? is not also like about the money. Oh no, I know like, that. Yeah, well, we but know I'm, we well, know this, but right. for the people so, that don't know, I'm just that's why you know, I'm it's saying it's not only like about the money. That definition. Um, high value is not that. only about the money. Yes, I make a great income, but mm. I am high value because I take care of my mental health. Mm. I'm high value because I prioritize having a relationship with my son, and I'm able to do these things and still make you know a high ticket. Um, but I feel like sometimes. In my position, I feel that when you have degrees and that you are you are technically in another class, um, that sometimes when you're dealing, you know, with me into what you're saying, they feel like it's a I'm gonna just get on your coat back and I'm gonna just ride you. 
Baby, do I look like secretary or the horse? You're not finna ride me no goddamn well. You finna get up, and, and you know, you finna make it happen, you know, for yourself as well. Not you being dependent on me like you all started this podcast. Nobody had to come in here and say, Jay, put this shit together so we can get on this motherfucker. Okay, you already knew that you are on assignment. So even if you made $45,000, guess what? The fact that I see you showing up for myself, for yourself, which may be a weakness of mine in some areas, when we come together, we make each other strong. Now, we're both high value. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not only about money. People make $90,000 a year and it's strung the fuck out. Don't know what the hell going on. You know what I'm saying? But where's your mind in this moment when it comes to me as your partner? Is my pussy just good or am I a good person? Right. Because you know, if you ask a man, that'd be about the first thing they say. That's it. And that's all. laying down in the bed. let me ask you a question, right? Mm -hmm. With you being high value, what luxuries has that afforded your son? Oh my gosh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Being a high value woman um, has afforded my son to have a mother who is accessible. Um, Mm. It has forced me to make decisions that have hurt me as far as what my wants and desires are, but it has been better for me as well, but also for him. He is in a stress-free environment, able to experience life in his childhood as a 14-year-old should. He is able to make mistakes and have a mother that understands how to talk to him and is emotionally available to deal with him as it relates to things that are going on at his, you know, at his school and in his world. So I'm not always hollering and screaming at him to let's get it right. Let's figure it out, but let's have a conversation on what's causing that. And so because I have the mental capacity, emotional capacity to take my time with him, me and my son are best friends, but don't get it twisted. I'm still your mama. So what I say is what it's going to be, but it's not without reproach. How do you feel about it? Um, and I have seen great changes in our relationship. Um, you know, we still, you know, struggle with 14-year-old stuff. You know, you don't want to do your schoolwork and stuff like that. But understanding his mental health and his perspective, um, it has really changed the, you know, changed the game for us. All right. So what's your story? All right. So I was 17 years old. Um, I was in high school at Jones. I had a whole lot of trauma. Um, my mama lied to me about who my daddy was, all this type of stuff. So I was looking for. Um, Wait a minute. Don't, don't, you can't just speak. <laughs> you can't just speak. Okay. Whoa. Easy there. Uh, uh, Slow your brakes. How did that come about? And how, how old were you when you figured out it was a lie? I was approximately. Um, 14 years old I my, my mom had introduced John and Lamar and you know one of them was my dad basically um, but my mom was on drugs too so it was like mm-hmm. yeah you gotta take it with a grain of salt um, but I remember being in college and there was like such a heartbreak you know when you go through high school and you're pregnant right. um you got coach howard coming up to you saying you know you're glowing and you ain't telling nobody that you're pregnant so that you don't know what this means you know what I'm saying so to not have a father to guide you through those things. Um, when I finally got to college and, you know, I had my son and my grandma is helping me and I'm just like, I need a father. Like, where's my dad? And um, it took my mom about, you know, 15 minutes to call my biological aunt on my dad's side, mm-hmm. um, which let me know that there had been like, you know, previous conversations, like it, she was so easily accessible, right. but I had been in pain this whole time trying to locate my dad. Um, and so I think I had called a funeral home. Um, because I did some Google searches, mm-hmm. saw, you know, my dad's name come to find out it was my brother. I had a, a brother who was my same age who was murdered. Um, but that led me to finally get in this call from my aunt because my mom called. And so I was able to uh, meet my biological father and um, we were able to have a relationship for about two years. And um, he had diabetes. So he had like a lot of amputations and he ended up oh, wow. dying on my birthday. 
Um, but I was able to get closure, you know, from him as far as some of the stories that I heard about him and, mm-hmm. you know, my relationship and was able to come to somewhat of a peace, you know, with him. But there, you know, there's still a lot of unresolved trauma there. So mm. that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Digested. Okay. Take a second. <sighs> Breathe in through your nose. So what mistakes did your mom make as a parent to where you were like, I'm not going to make those mistakes with my son. Can I put up a church finger? I know this ain't my interview, but after you take your turn, can I take a turn? Because I, I, there's I don't something know, this ain't important. My show, I think, can, can I take a turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. Um, okay, so you, go you can do whatever you want. <laughs> with an ass like that, huh? <laughs> no, my friend is beautiful for real. Um, <laughs> The fact that it's not us saying this. It's it, it's, 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 but it's the fact that you're not saying it and we know it. That's true. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful cycle, you know? And it's great to admire beauty, so kudos. Um, But what, what was the question? Um, What mistakes did your mom make as a parent to where you was like, I'm not going to make those same mistakes with my son? I would just say how I felt, like my experience as a whole, as a child. Um, I think now that I'm older, it, it's so funny. We were just talking about this today. Mm-hmm. Uh, crying in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that it, this may sound crazy, but um, I think sometimes people get on drugs as a response to life. Yep. Um, that don't sound crazy at all. And when I was a child, I can't tell, you know, my mom's story. I can only tell the effect that it had on me. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say about that experience is that I I never wanted life to whoop my ass like that. Ooh. I never wanted me to allow life to put me in a phase where I am not in a position to be available for my son. And so it discouraged me. I'm not finna y'all on that booger sugar. What if you bring out booger sugar around me, baby, I'm out of here. Cause what? I don't have no. That's not my type of environment. So, mm-hmm. for me, it just showed me how important it was for me to be present and for me to be available. And if anything is going to compromise that, I'm at. I can't. No man. No drug. No job. You're not going to stress me out to where I'm not available for my son to try. Especially like the when we look at how scary it is for y'all as black right, men. Right. It is. We definitely live in a in a very racist society. And so even as friends, like if I was doing podcasts with y'all all the time, I would probably be crying, worried about y'all. Can you text me when you get home? <laughs> Is you all right? You know what I'm saying? Even if you had a girlfriend, Miss Ma'am, Miss Wife, we concerned about the same person because mm-hmm. the world is not friendly to you all. The world is not kind to you all. Your mere blackness, your mere posture, your mere presence is a threat. And so it is so, it is so scary for the black man that Oh my God. Like also to add to that, I feel like as a parent, when you have your kids, like the love you feel, I think it's hard to sit down and fathom the way, you know, your parents treated you or the things that happened to you. Cause you just couldn't imagine doing or, you know, putting your child through something like that with the love you feel for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think the word that you were looking for a friend is abandonment. You know, yeah. It's something that I she don't gave you that him. you don't want to give your I son. I don't ever want my son to, you know, we were just talking about this. Like mm-hmm. I go to the gym 
four to five days a week. I go for several reasons, but one of the reasons is because I was bullied growing up because of how my mama would be coming to the school dressed, looking all that. types of ways yeah. or whatever. You know, your body just big and all over the place. Okay, I may not have a whole lot of ass in the world, but guess what? This body is fit and right. this body is sufficient for who I am as a person. So guess what? I'm a, I'm gonna present myself as such wherever right. I go. And so when I go to my son's school, these people think that I'm my son's sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's your sister or whatever. And that's like a big compliment to me right. when your mama coming to the school, you know, looking mm-hmm. like she done swept <laughs> up under the bridge all night. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so question. Um, did your mom raise you or did your grandma raise you? Oh, my grandma raised me. Grandma raised you. Mm-hmm. So. I was just talking about her today. You finna make me cry, bro? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I do. I'm going to break your ass down. On her today. Um, oh, my God. So, how long did she raise you? Um, like, did was it like from like the question I want to ask? Like, how at what age did you figure out your mom was on drugs, and did she get you then, or did she always have you? What I would say for as long as I can remember, I have been with my grandma. I remember one incident with my mom and her partner. Um, they got into a fight and she threw the, you know, we hood. So we make a little ground beef, a little poking bean to get a little rice. You know? Delicious meal. Yeah, delicious. Okay, mm-hmm. get a little bread and you fool. Praise God. But um, her partner threw the pot. And, you know, when you're a child, you really don't know what's going on. But I was able to go back and pull the record to actually see. Um, oh, wow. So I was maybe like seven, seven-ish, eight-ish. I was really young um, when we went to go stay you know, with my grandma, and it happened right after the pot situation was thrown. But what I didn't know was that there was already, like, you know, DCF involvement because my mm-hmm. mom was always leaving us with our grandma. Like, she was basically unable, um, you know, just to care for us. And so I look at it now. Back then I was so mad at my mom, like, oh, you take care of your kids. Um, but I'm so grateful for my grandma. Yeah. I am so grateful for my grandma. I'm I, The woman that I am today is – Really influenced by who she was as a person, so my baby raised me. So, question for the both of y'all: Since y'all are raising black kings, right? Mm-hmm. How do you prepare them for the world that they're about to enter when they become an adult? Oh, um, I had this conversation with my son very early. I'll never forget. Um, I was coming from my mom's house and. I do say, as a black woman, we have a bit of the, of a luxury when it comes to law enforcement, but not much because you get some. They don't care if you're a man or you're a woman. And I threw a piece of paper out my window. It was like a candy wrapper, and the police pulled me over, and they just was being so nasty. Like, mm. they were being very aggressive. They were being very nasty. And when they let me go... My son said, I thought the police was supposed to help us. <laughs> and I had to tell him they're supposed to, but, which I, I hate saying the but, but I have to be honest with my son and tell right. him some police officers don't see black people as people. They don't think that we can be more than, you know, aggressive, you know, people, we're bad people. And I, a white person will call you a nigga. They don't care. They don't care how it makes you feel because they don't see you as a human being to start with. Right. And 
You know, people would tell me like, oh, why do you say that to him? Like, why? Because I have to let my son know. Mm -hmm. I refuse to allow my son to be caught unaware with his eyes stretched wide open and Mm -hmm. shocked when somebody does something to him. And Mm -hmm. see, the danger, um, because the the Antoine Miles situation, like, it really, oh, my God, like, I felt something Mm -hmm. in my spirit Mm -hmm. that grieved me. So greatly, like mm-hmm. this man going home, this man got a baby. Who was gonna call him that would like take his life like that to All know? I could think you is, know, did he did something tell him not to go and he didn't listen? And that's the thing that keeps replaying in my mind. And now that you said it, it's something that I want to say because I have experienced it. You have experienced it. We all have probably experienced going somewhere and doing something. And before you get to it that day leading up to it, you have plenty of signs that you should just stay your ass at home. And sometimes we just don't listen. And then the time that you don't listen, you never know if that might be your last time. So I will say, you know, listen to your heart. Listen, because I don't feel like you. everybody has an intuition. And I don't feel like your intuition would put you in a bad place. If ever I feel get it, it, the slightest, and she knows me, it could be a slight sign if my stomach drop even a little bit. If and something is telling me don't go somewhere, I'm not going because I learned my lesson. Yeah. But I think to like answer your question, it's like what what do you say? Like what do you say? Like we're saying, you know, this is what the police will do. We're seeing it on the news. This is what the police will do. But we also seeing it in this the hood. Friends will do. Like yeah. this is what your friends will do. This is what your partners will do. This is what this is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, I struggle with that question because I, my goal is to always protect my son, but. And looking at Antoine's situation, like we're not invincible, we're not untouchable. And how do you how do you prepare your child for a world that is already prepared not to like them? And that's all you really In can your do is tell them what to expect. You give I I literally give my son real life situations, and they like I could be sit like right now. I'll say, and yes, y'all might think out there that I'm a bad parent. But I don't give a damn what y'all think. I wa- I'm rewatching Game of Thrones, and it is a very adult show. But sometimes my son will walk through when they got all their clothes on. And they're not killing people, and he might catch a phrase or something that they say that is attached to a real-life-ass lesson, and he might ask me what it means. And when he see me pick that remote up and pause the TV, he'd be like, God damn it. Because <laughs> he already know, because here come the lecture. I'm going to rewind it. I'm going to show him what they were saying in that moment and what was happening and I'm going to give him the real life situation that is attached because I can't save you. I cannot save you but I can prepare you. I can make it well. Something happened in your life and you say God damn it I remember one day my mama annoying ass told me this was going to happen or that I was going to see this. Now let me ask you all a question. Right? As fathers... As soon to be baby Zen. One of these days. (laughs) One of these days. But when you all see, you know, what's going on in the media as a father who has a daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, is there ever a time that your child is concerned about your safety or well-being when you're not in their presence? And how do you reassure them? Same thing for you. If you had a child and you're, you're out making moves, business ventures, you're connecting, you're networking. How do you reassure your child with with the access to social media? I mean, they're easily able to see what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. immediately. 
how do you reassure them that you're safe, that you're secure, that, you know, you're coming home in a time of uncertainty? So this happens quite a bit um, with me uh, because I'm a traveling DJ and I move around a lot. And she knows. I take her with me. She's been in some places that she shouldn't have been. Um, it's a learning experience. Yeah. yeah, I tell them, but set I them do back it, up off of you. I do it because, she, one, she needs to know where the money's coming from. And then two, a lot of dads will be like, oh, baby, I got to work. But they never, the kid never sees them working. With the fruits. Even yeah. even though they may be working, truly. Um, so with that being said, she worries. Mm-hmm. She And she'll often say, dad, you, you got to go? Like, yeah, I got to go, kid. But I'll be back. I'll be all right. Um, and I just kind of reassure her, just kind of um, letting her see. If I'm at a party and she does call, I'll answer it. Right. So she'll see, like, yo, I'm good. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't think there's anything you really can do. Right. Because when your number's up, right. your number's up. It's up. And all I can think of is promising my baby I'm going to come home and breaking that promise to them. And that'd be the last right. thing. I So I usually yeah. don't really, like, make no promises that I'll be back because you just never know. And being a person that has lost their parent that it is very crucial sometimes. And I guess I realized that now in losing my mother, you know, in her last days, she would always say that, like, she was coming home, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And as grown as you are, the little child in you Still believes that even right. when you see the death in her face. So imagine saying it to a child that really don't understand. Right. And mm-hmm. they think you coming back. So for me, I, after my, I will say after my mom, I lost my mom, I stop really seeing stuff like that because you just don't know. But being that she's so young, I, I kind of, once she's sheltered, yeah. uh, we keep her in a certain bubble, um, which I know is going to have to pop soon. Mm-hmm. How um, old is she? I'm she, sorry. She's seven. Okay. Um, And she goes to private okay. school. Mm-hmm. But I want to say the next couple of years, we're going to have to pop a piece of that bubble and allow her to go to public school. And I am horrified. I am. Be horrified. Yeah, I, I was going to say quite honestly, y'all should have did I it in reverse and sent it to public school first. Because nah. that's what I will be nah. honest. I think Pub- the public with, school. With private school, it gives you your base mm-hmm. of right. who you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Very strong. And strongly. then public school introduces mm-hmm. you and learns you how to function and be social in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Where pri- private doesn't do that. It's like these your six friends, y'all going to start together, right. you're going to end together. Finish right. together. With public, it's like, look. You got 75 kids. 12 of y'all might finish together. And out of the 12, six of y'all ain't going to like each other. Um, out of the six, three of y'all might be quite cool. honestly, I feel like that's the character the kids need before they get to middle school. Because you literally just going to be mm. dropping her in. Like, well, it and depends. especially if those friends It, it definitely depends on the, so. I feel like it depends on the parenting and the structure. Yeah. Like, if I had soft. the choice. I probably you put my son <laughs> in private school, yeah. but I the reason why I say that is because when it comes to like college, college is not meant for everybody, right? right? Um, but understanding the benefits of college and how it mm-hmm. directly correlates to you navigating the world is very important. Right. Now, what you decide to do once you have that you know information, I feel like as a parent, 
if that's the trajectory that you want your child to go in, that you put them, you know, on that path. I think with private school, private school is very stringent when it comes to academics. Yes. You're going to learn how to study. You're mm-hmm. going to learn how to read. You're going to learn how to comprehend. You're going to learn how to produce. Now that you have those, like, principles, now when you get into, you know, middle school, high school, you have the foundation to be able to be successful. Half of the time, the material that they're teaching in public schools, private school has exceeded right. by light years. Like, right. oh, y'all still on that? Like, what? What? So now that they are, they are excelling academics. But now they're having to learn, learn those social cues. This is how we talk. This is how you know. Especially like if you go, if you're going from a private school to Jones, culture yeah. shock. I, I think maybe that's <laughs> because I was so all up in my like in my son business, like in his educationist. I think maybe that's because I was when I first started. I really was a helicopter mm-hmm. parent, so it didn't bother me to send him to public school because mm-hmm. I was so on top of him and then I will say as well like I have my son has always been very lucky to even in the schools he goes to you know like Jones is is in the hood but you always I was gonna say you always get fortunate they always get a note that care about them kids I just feel like when you drop Um, them kids in them you gonna get and my son has always been very fortunate to get instructors Mm. that cared about him cared about his learning he's always been a child that doesn't mind learning you know even to the point i think my my son did vp my son did vpk twice because his birthday is late Mm. so by the time he was supposed to be doing vpk he was technically too um too young but his daycare director said oh he's smart enough and she put him in there anyways and she didn't charge me so he got that twice and he just took off so i don't know for me so the reason i say and i'm (laughs) i recently understood why we're doing what we're doing with her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I saw it early i've I've seen it recently so my best friend in the entire world uh, his son, Raheem, is, most definitely. Oh, we still ride. Raheem Jackson. We still ride till the wheels fall off. Oh, people. and then we gonna push it. <laughs> um, his son is my godson, so they in turn, um, we do a lot of birthday parties and stuff together. And both their birthdays are in January. Mm-hmm. So now, my best friend ain't hood, and his wife ain't hood, but their families are. Mm-hmm. And with hood children, uh-huh. they different. Duck, Love. duck. Nigga, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I feel like the character they the attitude kids, gotta come first, man. They the rich my height kids, <laughs> and they 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 cross town kids. My child, <laughs> most of her friends are from, are in Deltona, and Love. or they are thirty year old friends because they're my age. Mm-hmm. So my Hop mom, Scott. yes, my mom took her to the party because I had to work. And my mom called me up and said, I'm never taking her to another birthday Ms. party again. She was like, I'm never taking her to another birthday party again. I was like, why, mom? What's, what's going on? Because my mom's extra. And she was like, she ain't playing with nobody. Mm-mm. So I was Skate. like, give her the phone. So she gave her on the phone. I was like, hey, boo, what's up? And she was like, it's just too many kids and they and <laughs> I automatically knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, do me Take a favor. Ghetto, daddy. Do me a favor. Go play. Play with Carter. You know him. Play with him. Mm-hmm. And then... Just for a couple hours, I'll be there, you know, enjoy yourself. She ultimately ended up enjoying herself, but me and her mom had a conversation about it. And I was like, at some point, we're going to have to put her around hood children. I don't like it. You got to teach her how to go from, how can I help you? You got that, right? Just as somebody, like, just putting my professional hat Mm -hmm, on my head, mm -hmm. right? Um, Hood children are beautiful. They Mm -hmm. are. 
They are beautiful. They are. They, they just are beautiful. They're, they're they just right. They don't. They don't have. They don't have what we call like reservations. Like, yes. mm-hmm. okay, you say the water over there and don't teeter tar on the edge. They probably gonna push you in because what you scared for, you right. know. But I have learned even even with my limited exposure to you know hood festivities and activities <laughs> or whatnot. Okay, I digress. Um, but it teaches you how to live life, how to it deal, yeah. how to it resolve does. conflict, how to how, how to have be conflict. Be creative. Oh, now, come on right. now, because I come was on now. Would you get creative minds together? I might have a canvas, but you got red, you got blue, you got white, right? And we put this canvas together. Now look, now look at Picasso's. We don't I ain't something. got no college degree, but baby, the hood taught me a lot of something that took me a lot of places. You know what I mean? Chicken with them beans and, I, and rice. And most definitely. Yeah. So I'm, we're gonna do it, but it scares me. Mm-hmm. Right. You just gotta let. That's that's. You can't be scared. If if she run you as big and tall and heavy as you is, mm-hmm. she it, it, there's she, no limit to who she, she. You what's what should scare you is them little boys she gonna be running when she get to that school and them snacks and that money. First of all, my my baby has a high chance of being a bulldogger. That's what that's what we sticking with, praise hey, God. A little girl had my uh, son on, at OCPS <laughs> bringing extra yeah, snacks and stuff, a, and I was like, "You got to watch them." What did you? What hey, you taking what? that for? He said, "My girlfriend." She said she ain't gonna talk to me no more. About, you don't bring her no snack out of my damn house. I pay cash for these groceries. Mm-hmm. That caught me on She got you on payroll. Uh, I'm just saying, her, her great aunt one, her auntie was was one at one time. It's, it's in the bloodline. You know, know what I'm saying? Not on my side. Boom. But on my side. <laughs> but on the mama side, uh, but no, I understand she's gonna date or whatever. Um, but it's just it it's taking some time, so it's mm-hmm. just take your time learning that and watching your kid, man, and looking how they come out. And she's seven. Yep, my son is fourteen. <laughs> Telling you, when when it comes to like decisions <laughs> like that, the best advice that I can give you is. I wouldn't say wait till you're all the way, you know, comfortable. It's always going to be a level of fear and reservation. You're never going to be ready. But just knowing you and knowing a little bit about your baby mom, you all have something that a lot of parents don't have. And it's called wisdom mm. and discernment. Um, and listen to that. You okay. know, listen to that. When it when it's time, y'all going to know, oh, hell no, it's time right now. <laughs> we need it right now, you know. But I, I would say, you know, just within yourself, like as a parent, because when you make those decisions, if you're confident in your decision as a parent, mm-hmm. whatever come with that, you all are a unit right. to say, we're going to navigate these hood situations together. OK, yeah, let's yeah. go on here to get us a 25 cent flip. Let, let, let's, right. You know, you know, just go, you know, you just go to the school. You know, you. I think this was what always worked for me as well. You go to the school, introduce yourself to the teachers and you. Oh, we was going to do that anyway. And you just, you just Baby, they coming know. in there like Wakanda forever. Oh, oh hey, what's that man's name? I'm a one woman army. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> so. But anyway, it so to me. get to get back to it, because it's, it's certain parts of your story I want to get to. Because you, you you're trying to make me cry. I know, I'm trying to get And your friend over here, no, it's okay, I love y'all. You cheat me. I'm ready. Um, so, you find out you're pregnant in high school. Oh, yeah, man. And I found out crazy, too. How did you find out? Yo, 
So I was getting ready to play volleyball, and we had to have um, our physicals. And so, mm. um, you know, we have, <laughs> we had no car, so we taking Lynx Plus, you know, to get to the doctor or whatever. So With the I go kids back club card, right? Don't forget the kids <laughs> club card. So I go back, um, and I'm just doing all of my normal physical stuff. And so, typically, what you all may not know, but us as women know, mm-hmm. when you go to the doctor, they're going to check your urine for protein, mm-hmm. but they're also going to slide in the pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. Oh, I especially know that. when you yeah, want, when you want Medicaid. That. Definitely. If you got private insurance, then they're not going to do they it as do much. Now. Like if you go to the doctors now, yeah. all my woman friends be like, yeah, they every every time you go to the doctor for a physical, they that's how someone mm-hmm. be find out they be pregnant. Yep. Yeah. If you go to the hospital, oh, oh I have, you know, my appetite, whatever, they're going to run your urine and they're going to test yeah. and see if you're pregnant. So that's what they did or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm sitting in the room, I'm chilling, you know, and I go, <laughs> you know, spite out there, you know what I'm saying? And um, this white nurse came in, and I just seen the look on her face. So I was like, "Oh, you finna tell me, you know?" Because I've been, you know, I've been, <laughs> hey, you know, I have not been doing the Lord's work. Okay, um, so what did you finna come in here and tell me? The Lord me? was like, "Gotcha." <laughs> yeah, call, okay. So she came in there. So I was like, "Oh my god!" Now, who's in the room with you? Cause I'm just by myself. Oh, you're by I'm by myself at this point. You know, my grandma trusting me. <laughs> <laughs> to you know to, to get it done Cause you, you know? were very responsible I was getting it done I was very mm-hmm. Oh yeah I was getting it done <laughs> Um and the lady came back in and it's so interesting because I was at an appointment before mm-hmm. where it was evident that I had been Using my hot box for hot things, okay. <laughs> right. Um. And so they talked about birth control then, but I was like, no, nah, because if you talk, if I take birth control, it means you want to talk to my grandma. Now she gonna know yeah. that I'm busting it open, and I just can't do that. My grandma in the church, <laughs> like it's a no. Her heart, her heart can't. Handle my heart that. can't handle that. My, my body can't handle that. What? Getting knocked out? You ever been hit by a grandmother? Yes, yes, I have. Wow. <laughs> Next week. Um. So the lady was like, you know, have you been? <laughs> Whoop the woman, you know what I'm saying? Huh? So here I go. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, serious well, yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah. You know, I'm in my, I'm in my chest. So you just like, say you were the Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My legs is crossed on Ma'am, the table. I'm gonna ask you again. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's literally what she did. She was like, Are you sure? <laughs> I was like, That's what, that's what got me. I was like, Shout out to the white lady. <laughs> Do I have something? Like, <laughs> because like, low key when we was in school, that's all they told us. Uh, yeah. You got some already. You got you. Uh, oh my god! I can't even think of the terminology that they used to use. Like, like, but it was like you got that shit. Like, you, got, you know, you got that shit. So I was, I'm thinking, oh, I got that shit. Like, what's going on? This nigga don't burnt me. Whoa, my god! <laughs> I, I was like, what? And she was like, no, you're pregnant. And I was like, bitch, that's worse. What? <laughs> What and this is why I discourage young girls if mm. before you are eighteen. Okay, I can't tell you what to do when you're grown, but please just don't be having no sex because having a baby is a possibility. And I did not realize back then what the fuck right. being pregnant meant. Mm. But when that lady said that, and trauma would do that. Like I had no idea. She said I was pregnant. I just knew I was scared because this is some shit that, you know, in my mind, I you know that means, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's happening. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm my a, grandma I'm is out the fuck side. I'm a team. She's outside. <laughs> and so she was like, well, because I'm a minor, I have to go get your grandma. Oh. <laughs> and so here I am. I'm like, okay, you know, okay. Thinking that, 
you know, this lady finna be in the room with me. So my grandma comes in the room and she sits down in her good, I miss Big Red, in her good church fashion. And she just fixing her stuff and she just, you know, and I'm sitting on the table and the lady is trying were to walk out. But were, my, you, were you crying yet? No, but I, but this is where it broke because the lady, she was walking out, closing the door and I'm in here with my grandma alone. Ma'am, come here. Let me tell you something. Ma'am, you ever seen a dead body? If you don't stay in here, you finna come back to one. Like, hey. And that lady told my grandma that I was pregnant. And this is where I feel like I experienced, like, God's love that I didn't understand in. Mm-hmm. She looked at me and she said, mm-mm. <laughs> Damn. It's more than you now. <laughs> she said, it's more than you now. And it's funny as we're saying it, but she was saying something so prophetic yeah. in my life that now as a 32-year-old woman that I look look back, Realizing, oh, I'm not gonna cry. Realizing that she was not gonna, mm-hmm. she, was she was not gonna be physically here to see mm. the manifestation of her work. Tyree is no longer the little kid preaching, preaching in the in the cane in the living room. Why you know what I'm saying? But like she he, still hear him. I know, she still I know, like her spirit is right. here, but it's just like that—that that physical comfort right. that comes from being applauded by someone who saw you in struggle. Like you know, I think out of all of us here, I think Warren is really the only one that has seen me pregnant getting on mm-hmm. the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not getting on the bus, but we used to be in the yeah, classroom together. Like see me pregnant in class. Like yeah. I'm getting off the bus. Yeah. Seeing people in class, like really going through my pregnancy very public at a very young age Um, and looking back and seeing that all of the love that my grandma poured out for something that I did not truly conceptualize that it was no longer just me. I couldn't just pick up and decide, okay, I'm going to go to college (laughs) and make a life, but I got this baby. So question. Mm Mm-hmm. You almost got me, bro. I, I, I'm, well, it's going to get much worse. Um, so, me knowing your religious background, abortion wasn't on the table. I never thought about it. Never thought about it. When she said it was more than me not, to me... It was like... Okay. Hey, we, that was we fine. Fin- you know, we finna, said what yeah, she said. we finna go through it. Like, if she would have yeah. said, oh, you know, you want to have an abortion, I'd probably be like, yeah, let, let's get rest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, yeah, no. hey, y'all want to hear some wild shit? Get the egg scrambler ready, baby. Do y'all want to hear some wild shit? Mix it up. But, <laughs> did you tell his father? And was he in great with us? Warren, why do you do this to me? Why do you do this? Because these are questions I don't. I've always wanted to ask these questions. Okay, okay. And I gave you that because I, I really believe you. Yeah, I really believe you. Um, because you you hurt my feelings. I'm gonna let you know that now. You 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 told my ass out the front. I was I was hurt. I cried two days. <laughs> I, I was like, ah. when I um got pregnant, I did tell Tyree's father. Um, but how I was raised was very different than how he was raised. Mm. Um, the streets was very popular. <laughs> it was a lifestyle to at be the, had at that time. Um. And I was not allowed to live in the street. So when it comes to hood life, like people are like, oh, I jumped off the porch early. Baby, I was in a doorway. <laughs> okay. I was looking through the screen. I, I'm, right now, I, maybe my, my one foot, my left foot is off the porch right now. And I'm 32. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't jumped too far. Um, so my mindset was seeing that he was, you know, 
in the world. Um, I knew we was living on SSI. He couldn't take care of this baby. Right. I couldn't take care of this baby. Well, I was going to work at McDonald's. Like, what the fuck? Um, I had to do something. And so my mind was made up that I was I was provided an opportunity to make a decision to go to college, and I made the choice to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever Tyree Dad did is what Tyree Dad did, but I trust the God that he going to take care of me and his baby and the decision right. that I'm making so that I can take care of him on my own and not have to rely on food stamps or like the government all the mm. time. Like I can be a self-sufficient person. And so um, I did tell him and he had, you know, other children or whatever. And I, to be honest, when I was in school, finishing school was just at the forefront of my mind. So I didn't right. think about how the fuck he felt. I didn't think about, you know, you know, none of that type of stuff. I'm in Gainesville, baby. We, we trying, we trying to do something. What, what is the something? I don't know. Um, but when I did graduate and I decided to move back, um, I think I was here maybe like four months before um, I seen him one time and Tyree saw him one time where we talked about daycare. And the next time I saw him, he was in the casket. Mm. Mm. He was shot seven times in the torso. Jeez. So me knowing pieces of the story, this is why I get to ask her any mm-hmm. questions. You're in college. Yes. Now, I don't know if this happened before college or during, but at one point you say you were homeless. Yes. How do we get here? Because there's grandma's watching Tyree. There's college. How do we get to homeless? Um, One day I was at school and um, I was staying in my dorm and I had a strong epiphany that I needed to go get my son. Um, I didn't know like all of the details of the specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, neither had I had everything planned out either. So um, I listened and I got in my car and I drove from Gainesville to Orlando and I picked up my son and everything that he owned. Um, my grandma knew about it and she was in full support of it so that I can learn how to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I had missed like a year and a half, you know, with my child. So him walking and, you know, certain stuff, um, I didn't have a chance to, you know, experience with him. And so I came down and I got him and I did not know that, you cannot have your child with you in the dorm room. Um, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. I, I didn't know that. And so I, I mean, you pay for it. Right, so correct. But you have either. like roommates and things like that. Oh. So who's Um, I think my RA see me or Tari was like crying real bad and I, I didn't know how to like de escalate him. And so oh. I was trying everything and we were like crying together and I was like, I don't know how to calm you down. Like I don't know what to do. And so it came out that, you know, he was um he was staying with me and I had ended up losing my job. I was working at um, a call center there and, you know, making a little bit of money, you know, right. to take care of ourselves, but I didn't have a sitter. So I knew that I was going to get fired because I could not work the hours and Tyree working at a call center. You just can't bring him, but they withheld my last check. So my last three days working there, they had already made this decision, but somebody had put me up on game but we didn't have any food. So I was like stealing food from the freezers and stuff like that to take it back to my dorm to like feed my child. Um, like I didn't know, you know, anything. So once I started to do that, I got the notification that I had to move out, even though I knew that it was coming. And so um, we started sleeping in my Buick at like the parking garages on campus. Um, and I started learning, you know, how to register for daycare. I started learning what 4C was, how to apply, um, you know, what's a good daycare, you know, where he can go. Like I spent that time in the car, like just learning how to be a parent. And once I got it and I got my financial aid, I found an apartment. Um, I was actually supposed to room with somebody who 
Um, I went to Jonesville, but they ended up choosing another path in life and did not go to the university. And mm-hmm. so it was kind enough because I had my baby to allow me to stay like in this apartment without having to rent it out to anyone else. So they basically like paid their rent there or whatnot, but was not living there. And because mm. they were doing that, me and my son was able to grow together like in this apartment. So, so, let, me ask you, so let me ask you a question mm-hmm. from when you was at college and then when you picked your son up, right? Mm-hmm. Those first, I would say like, cause at that point you had missed like his first steps and everything. Correct. Mm-hmm. So what was the transition going from you being a student to now you trying to learn how to parent? Cause you, you just said you didn't really know how to deescalate the situation. Like what was that transition like for you? <laughs> it was two kids. Me and my son, like it was like picture two toddlers in a playpen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it really be. Yeah, like, like you know, you like, and I, I think that's what people really don't really understand about parenting. Like, yes, these children are born of our cooch kids. Okay, we pushing them out, but these are little people with yeah. their own feelings, own emotions, yeah. own perceptions. Even even if they come from your room, grow up in your home, they're gonna form their own perspective about the world. So for me and Tyree, it was really like a growing phase like this this child is really like my best friend like he knew me when I didn't have a damn clue who I was and so I started to learn um I started talking to his teachers at daycare like watching their interaction with him because they were you know producing a result that I wanted um I was trying to teach him how to be potty trained I don't know how to put no kid on the goddamn potty sit on the potty while we watch Jerry Springer you know what I'm saying like that that's that's how I was but that was not the right way and so when I would take him to daycare um sometimes I would come you know maybe 30 minutes early and I would watch him play with other kids outside at La Petite um or I would watch how his teacher interacted and engaged with him and so I would look at their notes and stuff like you know what what are they saying about his behaviors like tell me you know when he's mad what do you do and so I just took that feedback and so I started taking it home and adjusting it to my personality style I'm not a Google Gaga parent okay I had to learn that he ain't no Google Gaga kid. Right. I had to learn it. Right. You mad? You know, even when he was young, you upset? You feeling some type of way? Okay. Well, let me know when you're ready to talk. And over the years, I have matured within myself to know myself <gasps> that now that has transcended into my relationship with him. But it was definitely sandbox. Like, we building sandcastles. And I don't think that's just because, <laughs> you know, you had him under like that far under age. I think it's just like a woman having a baby it's no rule book you have mm-hmm. maternal instincts but you still don't know what to do because i'm not gonna say i was much older but i had jeremiah i got pregnant with him when i was 17 and actually had him when i was 18 and it just basically was the, the same thing like you just go home with the baby mm-hmm. you're in the hospital they don't teach you what to do you have to yeah. watch them they take the baby from you so you can right. get the sleep you ain't gonna never get at home but i saw um which is one reason why i will always praise the university of florida like i love that school um because my first day of school i was like seven days like i started school june 30th i had tyree may 15th so yeah that was like a little over a month i had a c-section you wasn't so even supposed to be there, was, sweetie. But this is the goodness of God because I missed my like initial orientation where everybody mm-hmm. go, they find in classes. I missed it. But this is why I believe like people really when you destined to do something, mm-hmm. it don't matter how much you shit on yourself, when it somebody gonna see yeah. the true essence of who you are. And mm-hmm. I have been blessed to have those people around me. These people, I had a scholarship to go to UF. 
they knew I just had a baby. I think when I got the scholarship, I was pregnant, swole up up there. These people had a separate orientation for me. Mm. I didn't have to walk anywhere on campus. They rolled me around. They helped me get to my financial aid. I think when I got to campus, I had $7,000 sitting there that I can't tell you where it came from. But them people, they were black. And that's why I say as a community, we have yeah. to take care of each other. They took me to go pick up my check. I didn't even have to go inside. They took me to the bank, showed me how to deposit, like all the stuff that I didn't know how to do, you know, as a kid. So my start to college was strong and there was an on-campus like community of mothers who had babies mm. i didn't know that when you you know you went undergrad you're going to school like people who are in graduate school who married got families and stuff like that so i was able to be entertained by other people who had their babies and had an opportunity to see a possibility of how it could work so when i got to the place where it was like it's time for me to go get him yeah, I really didn't have a clue, but I had some type of guidance. And if right. I really fucked up too bad, I knew that I can go to the admissions office and talk to Miss Valerie right. and cry and tell Miss Valerie, like, I'm really trying to make it with my baby. Don't don't let me fail. You know right. what I'm saying? I can't go home. They ain't got no money. I can't go home. <laughs> right. There is no future. People yeah. getting killed. Like, people getting robbed. Like, I don't want to have another baby, and I don't have nothing to be able to provide for it. And when I say those people took care of me to a point where I thought I wasn't going to pass because I'm around all these white folks, and I'm I'm trying to, I'm having to work four times as hard, these people showed me how to do it. And so when I graduated and I took my graduation pictures, I didn't have a dollar to my name, but my baby, I still have those pictures now. My baby had on his cap and gown. I had on my cap, and he had on my cap and gown that I had when I was at Jones. And I had on my cap and gown that I ordered from school. And I walked across that stage and I wept, I wept, I wept all of the broke days, like only eating Roman noodles, um, lights being off, not knowing how to pay bills properly, you know, shit that we see, but we're not really taught, you know, right. like life really had to, you know, teach me. And so when I look at my son every day, like, I know he think I'm crazy, but I be hollering and praying in tongues and just thanking God because to look at him now and to look at me now some of this stuff you just wouldn't believe unless mm -hmm. I told you myself or like you actually, you know, experienced it with me. So to answer your question, it was trial and error, very much elementary school type of stuff for me. But I took my time. I did what I could. I listened to what people said to me, you know, took the, as the old folks say, take the meat, leave the bones, right. you know, and I, I just became this person. So, you know, just shout out to God. Huh? Lift your hands and tell the Lord. Thank yes. you. So I got a question for you, right? We we had a conversation off air real quick. You said you're one and done, right? Explain as to why you're one and done, and if that will change if you get a husband. Um, I'm one and done too. So I me, me, you. Oh, um. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me the question again, so I can make sure. Okay, I so you you said you're one and done. You said you don't want no more. Say it slowly. I don't. If you were to get a husband, would that change? Mm. I don't know. I don't know because I, I, I would like I just like I said before, like uh uh friend, no, because I, I know I, I you know. <laughs> Let me go ahead and address the elephant right now. No. It Is marriage change. a conceptualization for your reality? Mm. Because see now 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 you have to you have to entertain the thought because I will be honest it, and it, say if you don't want to get married, you already is, know. But if a man told me and I'm just going to be honest. If a man told me he would only marry me if I had another baby for him, I wouldn't take his proposal. Because so, I don't need that type of pressure in my life. All right. So coming from a single man who, who got mm -hmm. no kids, right? Uh -huh. 
I want you to see it from my perspective. Oh, and I'm not I'm not one of those women who say I want a single man with no kids. Mm-hmm. I have a max. You can't have more than three kids. Right? You go over to three? She's generous. You good. You good. That's three good kids. I, not, I personally. If you got any I'm one and in your kids, don't come I'm over. one and done. Um, I'm one and done for a lot of reasons. Um, will that change if I got married? Yes, it's a possibility. Um, but it obviously would depend on the type of partner. And I got a I got a track record of making dumbass decisions. Okay? You know, mouth. when it comes to the yeah. niggas, you, you feel you me? You be gambling. You be yeah, gambling. I be I be I be, I be out of my dice. No, I ain't no betting um, woman. I like staying. I would safe say that I personally I'm I'm one and done right now as a single woman because I feel like to to breed a black baby in this society it's a very beautiful thing but it's very scary especially mm-hmm. when i don't know how to protect you um i know how to raise you i know how to love you i know how to care for you but to protect you from the world i can't i can't do you can't, that you can't protect from the world i think that right now i'm in my um you know i'm in my healing era you know what i'm saying um when you think about having another baby you know, your body gets stretched out. My body is stretched out <laughs> enough. And okay? you know, I, I paid for mine to get fixed. And I say that's another thing on my list. If you if it gets out of place, is you gonna pay to put it no, back in place? No, I like it out of place. Leave it, leave it where it is. It's art. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the stretch marks right. is art. That's God's paintbrush. I take the stretch marks. I'm talking about the the, the kangaroo pouch. That's all right. That's, that's all right. right. That's all right. Ain't nothing. None we love was, guts over here. Huh? Guts I, and butts. I, I, I will. <laughs> I will. They say good coochie needs shelter. Hey, damn. Man. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey. Speak a word. They say good about. coochie got a garage though, mm-hmm. don't it? Give me that Kit Kat mm-hmm. though. <laughs> <laughs> so right. As a single man who don't got no kids, I struggle with this, right? Because the older I get, the more I realize now I'm time to I'm gonna be I'm to be a stepdad out here. And the more I realize women who have kids past the age of seven. They don't want no more kids. Yeah, you be done. Kids is bad as fuck. Yeah, right. but kids are expensive as fuck. And I get you, but it's like I know you want one. I would one. never get to really feel like okay. It's one thing raising somebody else's kid. It's another thing having your own. Your Facts. Own. Facts. Yeah, That's true. Well, but I I think I I I will say and and Jalicia will tell you I feel like anything is possible in your world. You know, if that's what you're looking for, to meet a woman that does not have any kids and she's looking to have children just like you, the same amount, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why I do try to, you know, set my parameters and set the things that I will and will not accept because I feel like when you, even for me, I think some people say I'm like, I look too much into it, but even when you get into the talking stage with somebody, if you come in there, I always will tell the man, I am planning on dating intentionally i want to date intentionally mm-hmm. dating multiple people has never been a skill of mine somebody gonna be a favorite somebody not and if you not nigga, i ain't talking to you so to to stop from having those issues i date one person at a time if you come in and tell me oh that's not how i date i go with the flow if i accept that i already walked in the door showing you that I will accept less. So if you mm. if it's your intention to have a single woman without any kids and y'all want to have y'all first uh-huh. child together, being a stepdaddy shouldn't even be on your radar. So it shouldn't I'm stuck even on be that, something that I'm you not accept. 100% sure if mm-hmm. like it's a 50-50 like line for me. Mm-hmm. If I meet somebody who I really care about and she got kids, cool. Mm-hmm. But if she got two kids, 
by two different niggas. <laughs> <laughs> baby, you don't know how to make decisions. Well, hold on, hold on. You don't know how to make hold decisions, on. baby. Hold on, bro. You just talked the shit out of me, bro. What? I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I really can't have no opinion on that niggas. because I'm on one and done, but I see it two different ways. I get it. To, to be a baby mama to one man with multiple kids and he failed you the first time, I would much rather try to choose differently and be wrong. Because the okay. first nigga already let me down and I know what he going to do. Here's where I let come me try from, to right? better my chance. Yeah, let me hear you out, bro, because if you, you over there you with a word. You got a kid with one with one guy mm-hmm. and you done fucked you over twice. Mm-hmm. Only got to deal with one guy. That's true. I ain't got to deal with two. That's true. Because more than likely, one of them niggas is going to be crazy. That's very true. One of, one okay. of them still love you. Okay. Thank you. Here we go. One, one, of, one, of, them one of them boys still, still love, love you. Yeah. Now I'm finna rock your world. Because I was going to say, get I got one it. baby daddy and First that's all, the nigga that love me. And it's a few of them niggas out there that won't leave me alone. First so of all, let me say, this Kit Kat is delicious. <laughs> see that. Okay, let me just start. That. Let me start there. But let's say, let's say you got a, you know, a little baby that you like. And she has a child, mm-hmm. but in you getting to know her, she explains to you that you know she would have loved to be with her baby daddy, but she could not be with her baby daddy because he was physically abusive mm. to her. And so she made a conscious choice to choose herself and leave the dynamic. And now she has you know this child, right? I and would so, advise my brother not to fuck with him. I'm just saying, I'm just so, saying. but let's say the child is like. Seven, eight years old. So it's been years past. She hasn't messed with this man since mm-hmm. birth. Um, she decided to date someone else, and it was a one-night stand, a little sneaky link type mm-hmm, of situation, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she gets pregnant, have a baby, but they have a relationship to know that this is not something that was supposed to progress further. We're just in a co-parenting dynamic. Very cool, very calm, very collected situations. Now, both of these men love her, but under the pretenses of what she's telling you, you're not going to stay with a motherfucker that's whooping your ass. And this one, the boundaries were already set. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you feeling her, her children feeling you, do you feel like that that would be a situation that you would entertain? Say no. I yeah, would, I would tell my brother, don't you fuck with her. Each, that nigga's going to come over there and be trying to fight. I'm just saying. Each situation depends on their different circumstances. Right. The parties involved. Um, now, all the women that I've dated that have had kids, they've been, they're, they've been they their the fathers have been deadbeat, so I didn't have to deal with none of and that's sad. None Mary. of that. That's a blessing. Don't say that. I'm just that's saying, get them. You don't have to You don't understand is, what it is to deal with a nigga. You know what? I can honestly. Oh well, no, it's I different. know how I feel, that's but what, not from a man's point it's of view. Different. Listen, let me tell you something. Yeah. Let me tell you. Can I, can I tell you something? Please do. And y'all might keep me off after this. <laughs> but I'm going to keep it a book, right? Every nigga that I don't fuck with, that I don't be in a real relationship with, which is only two, still love me to this day. See? Ain't got time for that. It don't matter. I will cross the ocean for you. And if I, if I really wanted to press the issue, I could. Now, there are circumstances there that will prevent me from pressing the issue. But it's something about knowing yourself, okay? Not not mm-hmm. every woman, and not every woman can do what I'm gonna say, okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't want y'all to leave this table like I'm gonna go out and find me a bitch that can da 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 da. When a woman got good pussy and can eat eat dick like a lemon head, wait, I'm just saying, hold up, hold after up. dog, eat dick like a lemon head. You you working hard for the money, you come home to a good 
steak plate, mashed potatoes, praise asparagus. God, now, when we say eat cobbler. dick like lemonhead, right? Like, what, like, what you mean by that? Yeah, what, 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 <laughs> what would like to know? Like, what, what you mean by that? Suck the skin off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Yeah, I figured it was But see, you got to be a special kind of nigga to get that type of treatment. But see, you want, y'all wonder why these niggas be so in love with us. Baby, we we gonna. I took that nigga do, to the promised uh, land. Yeah, we gonna do some strange. Listen, and see, we we gonna laugh about it. We gonna laugh about it. Cause one thing about it is, is see, I, I don't even know if I should say this. See, my friend got a big booty. That's fact. She, she does. It's I dead. mean, it's she dead. could feed the nations. She okay, could. she could. Very but much. But it's so. also some she could little, cure homelessness. Oh my hey, hey. my God, Shundo. It might yoruba. What 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 did Jesus turn what water water wine? into wine? He he he, huh? he fed the bread in the fish. Oh my, that, that that's see, what it's like. So see, she she gonna get you addicted. Mm-hmm. She gonna get you hooked. But there's also she got me little, hooked already. I'm just being honest with you. There's Good. also little little. <laughs> Little booty bitches that you might be, you know, skipping over. Say. Hold up, you know, yeah, friend. But okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, the phrase was you, you, what you, I like you, in you, the you back. You talking about with your sneaky link? Y'all remember uh, Wet and Wild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to take you on the little black hole, mm-hmm. baby. You, you ain't never been uh, uh, down a good black hole, yeah. baby. To till it till it squirt for you, huh? Right. So it's sometimes right. <laughs> it, don't even, it don't even take a baby to yeah, make a nigga feel It don't even. It don't even. But it's how it's how we make it. Listen, my man gonna be fed. If I see you. Working hard, why not give you the living head gumdrop? Yum yum, three thousand. That's another thing too, because what she said, like it is. I will say for for most women, because mm-hmm. it is some cheating scheming bitches out there. Yeah. But, right, for, nigga. but for the majority of women, if she don't see no future with her and she don't care about the nigga that care, it's just it's no room for him that's why another topic i am going a little bit off subject but i'll always say i feel like the only way a platonic friendship between a man and a woman can work is if the woman does not sexually want the man actually i'm gonna tell you this <laughs> this Word, one i'm gonna tell you you ready to argue no nah, it's not an okay. argue. i'm never gonna argue <laughs> okay. You're black. i'm never gonna argue um that may be true if they mm. don't have kids now once they have kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It switches. I don't think so. I'm, I'm not asking you. I don't think so. I'm telling you on the simple fact of if I was still having relations with my daughter's mom, mm-hmm. it'd be a problem. Mm. Torn in between But because the we two. don't have any relations, right. we cool. And, and maybe it's, it's, and maybe it's, it's only mutual that it's, both of y'all don't nah, want to sleep with each other. No, I'm, te- I'm telling you, if, okay. if me as a man mm-hmm. and where I stand go, hey, I want my family back. I want mm. you to do this. Let's make this happen. Mm. I got this in place. It's going to happen. Okay, she in love. Mm. She in love. She in love. But, like I said, when, mm. as we talked about before, a lot of niggas mess up mm-hmm. when they still fucking their baby mama and then a uh, nigga, the first thing a nigga holler mm. out, she crazy. No, you been in that let up like a pretzel. What right. you so, so so you tell me you gonna dip me down like that? You ain't gonna talk to me tomorrow? Right. You gonna answer my phone call, you ain't gonna respond to my text, Jay? Right. You'll dip uh-huh. her down on Monday, then go to the club with somebody else on Friday and wonder why this lady is outside sitting on your car mm-hmm. with a can full of gas. People have to understand right. you gotta the stop power, that. like I am celibate. I'm a special kind of crazy. Okay. I'm not even. I will be call honest. I am celibate. Me too. I celibate too. I yeah. celibate over here, and I sell some. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I ain't selling a goddamn thing. But I'm, I'm holding out on sex, and it's not because I don't want to have some. It ain't. It ain't because I don't want to let a nigga take me up through there. But it is because when you have sex, sex is supposed to be 
a beautiful yes uh, boom whatever yes. now some people can go fuck jay then next week fuck warren then mm-hmm. next week fuck the sir over there you know with the dress and it's all <laughs> it's all platonic he said you got to say his name What's don't do name? that Oh, he's celibate oh, too. Oh, come on. Selling it or celibate? Like no, he's celibate. He's celibate. Okay, he's celibate. That's vegan. I ain't dick never over met there. a man so thin. How many days? That's, that's vegan dick. How many days? Years. Yeah, celibate. Years. Years? Yeah, he don't play that. I think the longest I went was and two I, and a half I respect years. that from a man. It was hard. Though. I respect it's, that. It's vegan over there. And, and, and that's cool. Plant and that's based. cool. But sometimes, like, you need that time of. Celibacy right. to get to know yourself. Sometimes mm. we just fucking people because I want to feel good. Ain't nobody touch me. So ain't nothing wrong with that. that, that I feel and like nothing wrong you. with that. But here's the thing: this is where it becomes wrong uh-huh. when you are rooted in your trauma. When I know I got daddy issues, and well, now I want you to come in, and and we supposed okay. to be just having a good time. Will, but I now I put all these unrealistic expectations on you that you mm. realistically are not in a position then, to meet. You knew that you was a bust down. You knew that this was a bust down. Right. And now you coming, and now you want a relationship, and, then, and now you want me to talk on. to you all night. And, and the, the the boundaries is not clear. And then, not mm. even just that. What you have to think about is spiritually. You might be all the way up here, and this person that you chose to fuck with for the night all the way down here. When mm. you finish with him, is no way you still up there. He depleted that that person. I won't say he depleted your spiritual mm-hmm. energy. And usually, when that happens, I feel like that's when you feel guilty after sex, or like you kind of like. I, I won't say you punish yourself, but do you just realize it's it's not worth it? So I will be honest to say to even just find somebody on the same vibration that have sex with is not easy. So hey, by the time hey, you hey, hold start on, hold trying on, hold to hold on, hold on, hold on. let's hey, talk about vibration be, real quick. It don't even be worth some it. Some of y'all, me. and maybe y'all can speak to this too. Just I'm gonna throw it out. There. I'm gonna eat the rest of my kick. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Why y'all be hyping up the dick? Like it's on one thousand. Okay, so I don't hype up the dick. Oh wait, I love him. Look at his face. I hype up the tongue because my tongue game on point. I did game average. I ain't gonna hold you. First oh my all, god! Um, well, hold up. See now, now you got to hold me, mm-hmm. right? See for and that's why I don't even talk nasty talk no more because I feel like before it you be the hype that shit up because you going off of the communication you having with well, that person, not realizing when you get it's that the, with them in that setting physically, you the, might not be feeling it is that the no more. Exact same thing of why you wear makeup mm-hmm. or why you put that in your hair. Your hair ain't that long. Your hair don't look like that. Wait, baby, don't you don't know how long my Girl, hair is? Look, I'm gonna be looking like that. Who motherfucking call I'm me not, by hair? That's not what I said. I I'm said it's not that long. Your titties don't sit up like that all day. But that's oh wait, hold on. Now I got my body done. So just about name. Exactly. That's up even here. worse. I, oh, you sell you selling me an ad. You selling me an ad that no, was, this that's is not this real. Is, this is a permanent ad because it's, I made but it. It's, so. But you were born like that. You, but that's what I bought I into. You. Well, goddamn, I did the same thing over here. Goddamn, I sold well, you a see, goddamn dream. This is a problem. That's why I don't sell motherfucking dreams. I'm gonna let you get there. This is a great example. What you all are demonstrating right now in this very moment. This is why I'm celibate because the reality is this is what we do as human beings. We're going to hype some shit up. Yeah. But I, if don't, you, I don't feel yeah, like, like I you know, in my friend circle, like we, we just a different kind of breed. So we, bitch, we're going to say that deal with Baba. Like this coach was, you know, hey, hold so, up. Nah. Let me tell you why, right? I don't hype up my dick, right? Because different strokes for different folks. Definitely. But this tongue game going to get you every time. So I'm a hype up what I know was a hundred percent guarantee fact. Yeah, but see, when you dealing with a grown woman that with a super soaker, that guarantee that guarantee fat may be straight, but baby, what that did do? 
Hey, yeah. hey, for, for, Cause the head is good. Not but all it's of us. Hey, wait, wait a minute now. I, I see, see, speak. hold on, hold on. You, 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 you try, you trying to be, you trying to be a champion? Oh, you trying to be just a mention? Because I'm trying to be an MVP, a Hall of Fame. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. That ma- that that mouth may do what it need to do, but if that dick ain't there to back it up, now 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 you just average. You know what I'm saying? Now we're trying to take you to great. Uh, at least I passed. Goddamn. <laughs> Everybody, everybody ain't able. But hold on, so I got to get back to it because, like I said, there's a part of this story that I got to get. She, she, she keep trying. Right, to he keep me. trying to make me cry. <laughs> she keep okay. trying to derail. I ain't so, gonna say nothing else. I'm gonna answer every question. In in that long in the conversation we were having, you mentioned abuse. I believe you asked to Roy. I believe you went through it. Mm. Did your son notice it? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. What you doing, yeah. Jay? I'm here. I'm here, Jay, you hide, you hide this man out to, to ask me this? <laughs> no, he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. But it's to like I say your story is one of it's it's one of resilience. So I want to really get into it. So, like I asked, um, you went through abuse. I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. um, and at what age. But did your son see it? How did you get through it? This is an interesting question. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at my friend because when somebody have to counsel you like just about every day, mm-hmm. um, I I won't complain. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, I was a victim of abuse in two um, in two different relationships. And um, speak your truth, friend. If you feel like mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. you can always just say we, next we, question. We, you know, we ask the hard questions. Ask here. your advisor. I we, will always say you don't have to do nothing. You, you don't, don't want to do. You don't. But can I, we kind of rephrase that a little bit? Okay. But we got to be honest and rephrase because we don't lie. That's um, why I say if I would, I would much rather you just say next if you ain't ready to talk about okay. it to lie. How did? That just kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she ain't ready for that. Yet. Hit me she in my back. How did? Oh, I'm gonna ask a question. Grandma, not the wind that jumped. How did your son handle that phase of your life? Mm. Mm. Barbara Walters. My son suffered. He suffered. Um, he suffered watching me. I would say that. Mm. Um, typical things that we would do, like you know. Let's go to date night. Let's, you know, get something to eat. I'm finna cry. Get something to eat. Um, you know, let's just spend time together. Um, that was taken away from me. Um mm. more recent. More recent. <clears throat> um seeing my son be scared mm. at the impulsivity. Of someone else, and I, I did, I would say a great job in sheltering him from a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But kids know, like you know, when their parent is suffering, and so, um, he really wouldn't say much. At times, he would see me broken. You know, he would always want to know and make sure that I'm okay. But there was always a sense that he was not in this particular environment with you know certain individuals that. You know, he was not safe. And so that led me on a path to make um, a really 
tough decision to mm-hmm. leave a dynamic and to leave it very abruptly without a plan, without, you know, certainty of what was going to happen and to just really start like a healing journey with him. Mm-hmm. But he, he suffered and I, I saw it. And that is really what propelled me outside of my own safety as well. And just some of the things that we had to do that we had to do to be safe, you know, hurry up and leaving, like having to call the police, all types of stuff. Um, so to see how bad he was hurting, I, I was really forced to have to like make a decision to, if you stay, you're agreeing to deal with things that you know that you're not able to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if you leave, then you're accepting that you cannot control this person. You cannot make him change. It doesn't matter how much you want them to get off of drugs and, you know, want to do all this great stuff. If they don't want it for themselves, then right. it's nothing that I could do to make them, you know, do it. So, um, my son has really had to grow with me, you know, has had to watch me cry some days, but he has also had to see me every day, build myself right back up and to create the life that he is blessed to have now that I'm grateful to witness and, you know, be a part of. So question, because your son saw you go that, go through that. Is there ever like a thought in your mind to where, cause you know how like, <clears throat> You have a kid and they see their mom go through this mm-hmm. and then they in turn do this to the next woman. Mm-hmm. Has that ever been a thought in your mind? It has, but I keep it real with my son. You see how I put that nigga in jail? Right. That's, That's what, what happens, happens when you, you put your right. hands on females. And if you go to jail, I'm not coming to bond you out. I'll put a couple dollars on the phone, but why you hit that girl? Right. And now I'm going to show up to court to support her because you have to understand. And like, like I tell my son, you know, I've made mistakes and because of my own resolved trauma that I didn't, you know, realize or me feeling like, you know, I can change a person, you know, in my innocence and in my, my true essence of, of trying to be a good person. Um, this is what I did, but this was a mistake. And so let me tell you, if you were a bitch and that bitch talking about putting her hands on you, leave. Right. You can always come home. I don't give a fuck what a bitch got to say. Don't you stay with your mama. Fuck you and your mammy. Right. Come home. Okay? Come home. Come home until you get it together. Come home so that you don't go to jail. Come home so that you don't ruin your life. But also understand, make wise decisions that will prevent you from getting into those dynamics moving forward. And I also think it's it's imperative to add, like, one thing you always ask your your little boy when they just so happen to see something that they shouldn't or... How did it? How did it make you feel seeing your mom like that? They don't right. like it. Mm-hmm. So when you tell them that, say, I know that I was in this situation. I shouldn't have been. I made a you know bad choice. I had to suffer the consequences of my actions. But this is not something that you should be doing to a woman. That's and not see, right. women have to understand when you're raising men. Yeah, like Tyree's fourteen. He's a he's a man. I saw early on that if I did not get out of the situation because my son did not like what he was seeing, he was going to end up in arena. Right. And could I live with the consequences of that? My son getting hurt, killed. I could not. So why would I put my child in a position to try to defend me from something that I can change by simply making a decision to walk away? Has it been hurtful? Yes. These last eight months, I wept every day. I have learned that I have loved someone that did not love me back. And that I thought that it was love and that I thought I was doing right trying to keep this family dynamic together. But I was really hurting myself and really having to go through that ugly healing process. Not only in private, you know, I, I don't go out that much. Like if I go out, it's, it's into settings that are 
a positive energy. Like I, I have extreme anxiety. So if my anxiety get too bad, that's all about my friend. Cause I'm like, this is something that I feel like I should do something that could open me up into something that I'm more interested in. But my anxiety from being in an abusive relationship, I have PTSD. Mm-hmm. So small shit that like, Oh, I know Warren. I've grown up with Warren. Warren ain't gonna do nothing to me. Even though I know that being in those types of situations has now bred a level of extreme fear on the inside of me where I know that I have so much more greater potential than what I'm displaying in my life right now. So I have to make intentional decisions to bring people that I support. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm not telling anybody that I'm doing this i'm doing this because i want to do it but i just need a level of support to push me through this is what domestic violence does and if we as women do not realize that at the first time a nigga knock you in the fucking head don't wait a second time for him to knock you on the other side don't wait until your child don't even wait for him to knock you if he yell too like i tell a man quick don't even yell at me because your child will intervene your right. child, like, your, your child may not be able to whoop this man ass, right. but we see all the time on the news where kids is, like, killing. Mm-hmm. Right. Our, our times have changed. It ain't none of that Scott Pussy. You know right. what I, You done hit my mama. Now I'm, I'm finna take you up through there. So I seen that early. I felt it. And eventually I prayed about it. Like, you know, Lord, get me to a place where I'm confident in my decisions. And when I finally got to that place, I don't agree with how I did it. You know, um, you know, some people would say that they have regrets, but I will be honest in the situation that I was in, I really didn't know any other way. And so I left when the spirit told me to leave. I left. I knew my reasons for leaving. And even though it's been a struggle in these last eight months to your question that you asked me earlier to see the growth in my son and in our relationship, you know, I have to be honest, even though in my heart, I don't want to be honest. I want to say, you know, I still love this person, all this type of shit, but the manifestation of the peace that I have to be able to sit here with you all and do things that I probably would have never did that I would have never done because this, this particular person was depleting the good energy that I had to put out in the world and was siphoning it for himself to the point that I couldn't share these experiences, you know, with other people. So, yeah. Yeah. So, got a question for I think it's my last one mm-hmm. uh, do you have any advice for any first time fathers they don't know what they're doing they just, we heal I would say first number one before you even get to the point of having a baby man know who you're having a baby with yes you know what I'm saying <laughs> Know who you're having a baby with, you know, meet their family, see that, see that long lost third cousin with that crooked eye. So when your baby come out with that flicked eye, oh, that little June, the June bug got an eye like that, uh, you know, just temperaments and psychosocial things. Like, how do these people handle their problems? Like, is this, is, is this man mama yelling and screaming at him all the time? Does he have like all this type of trauma? Like, you really get to know the person that you're dealing with because whether we choose to believe it or not, the child has an X and Y chromosome. Something is coming from mama and daddy. So you can't expect your child just to come out kumbaya, my lord. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's the first thing. Know the person that you having, you know, sex with. Two, understand that being a father is not a one time, like a one day type of right. thing. Like you're committed to this Every beyond day. 18 years. Like this is a lifelong journey. Until you die or you, the baby die. Your mama, you know what I'm saying? You still go to Miss Teresa and, and talk to her about certain stuff in the world. And I will. Do you know what I'm saying? In a minute, some shit ain't going right. Hello, mom. <laughs> well, how you used to put my social security card up to keep Look. it set? You know what I'm saying? Like real practical stuff about life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, three, um, understand that having kids is a financial responsibility. Love is great and it's great to love your kids, but them kids need some finances. Okay. Yeah. Your baby mama ain't always crazy. All right. So I would say, you know, just take the time to invest to know what it is to be a father. Surround yourself around good daddies. 
what do good daddies do? Sometimes, you know, men get around their homeboys and all them ain't shit daddies and now you, you, you. And y'all got to hold them accountable. I'm sorry to, uh, yeah. to interrupt y'all, but that's another, I, th- I feel like too, when y'all see y'all's friends not doing a good job at being, y'all should start calling them out. Cause that's one thing I can say about women. If you remotely friends with another woman, whether you like how she said or not, if she see you doing some trifling shit as a mother, you gonna know. You gonna know. And it's either she gonna come to you nicely or she gonna shade your ass. Why that baby ain't got no damn coat? Oh, okay. Where that baby? What a sock. Where that baby sock? What a sock. He ain't do that baby hair today. Um, oh, I see you right. chasing behind that man, but she ain't gonna see about them kids at that schoolhouse in that yeah. report card. Hey, a woman know. gonna tell another woman she's not doing. A, and I think, a good lastly, I would say, just understand we only got one life. So when you have kids, you are solely responsible for shaping the reality that that child has, the experience that those that those child or children have. Um, you are necessary. I know. You know, the world may not tell y'all, but, mm. you know, um, I'm using this opportunity to let you know, like potential fathers, like men who understand, like, I want to have a kid. Kudos to you for being wise and for being wise now, right. for understanding what it takes to be a father now so that you can be an exceptional father when your child, you know, comes. But even inside of that, you know, if you never have kids just know that your presence as a black man is needed. We need you in our back black families. We need you in our nuclear yes. families. We need our black children need your presence as mentors. Like we, we black women. Yes. We, we carry a, a lot on our back. Okay. But it's nothing like having a proactive wise man that has the desire to see a change in our black children. So I would say kudos to y'all just for this platform. Wait, friend. Um, I, I am a church friend. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm backing out. Okay, you know, you about to wrap it up. I, you I over here preaching. You about kudos, to wrap it up. You know, just for creating this platform to have these types of discussions to where we could just really like see both ends of the spectrum. Right. Like, yeah, I got pregnant when I was 17. I went on, I got two degrees. I turned my life around. I understand everybody don't have, you know, the same opportunities and experiences, but I'm just here as a black girl to show other black women. If you want to go get your education, you can, if you want to make beat bank and be, a, you know, tech, what society would consider from a financial standpoint, a high value woman, let's, let's do it. Let's get you there. You know what I'm saying? But the same thing with you all, whether you all, Making $45,000, $90,000, $100,000, Kanye money, LeBron money, whatever. Whatever status you're on, like, you are very needed to our conversations. Like, you are very needed in our lives. Like, the presence that you bring, no other culture can bring. I'm not finna, you know, I love all people, but I wouldn't sit on the podcast with a Japanese man. At all. To talk about this particular topic. Mm-hmm. Because our experiences in our community is very different. Right. Very different. And so me as a professional, this is why I try to infiltrate corporate sectors to be able to represent our culture. We not we not what y'all make us to be. We're actually highly intelligent, creative and high producing beings, not only as black women, but black men as well. So I thank y'all for having me and Asia. Yes, I was going to say, because it, it really did add into the tail end of that. I think the, the best advice I can give any parent at all, but especially a father is 
treat your child like a person because they are. They are individuals. They have their own feelings. They have their own thought process. They have their own ambition. And I feel like when you go into it the way our parents raised us, feeling like a child is a child, they don't have their own mind and they just have to do what you tell them to do, it it makes it hard. Like it makes them rebel against you, but it also makes it where you become insensitive as a parent because you don't think they have struggles. You don't think they, you know, get sad. You just think everything is, you know, a walk in nature for them. And I'm not saying that kids have it terribly hard, but they do have some hardships. They do go through shit. They get tired just like we get tired. They want to. They don't want to go to school just like we don't want to go to work. And I feel like when you level with your child and you treat them like a person and you talk to them like a person and not to a child, it makes your connection with your child a lot better. Hey, let's wrap this up. This was good. Um, where can they find y'all on social media? Mm-hmm. Um, where can you find me? Okay, get that uh, the hair oil too. It, I'm, I'm gonna get some because you know I got that ball spot. Yeah, man, be on the lookout, yo. Like, yeah. um, need that locked and loaded two o on Instagram, Lisa Renee on Facebook. Um, but they're like, I'm actually taking my brand a little bit more, you know, serious, and so um, I'm excited for some things to come. Um. I am trying to learn some things about like, you know, branding and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm making room, you know, a lot of customers have asked me, when you dropping, you know, body butters, I need my citrus. I'm coming y'all. I'm coming. Just give me a little bit to get my mental health together, to know how to actually manage it. Um, But it will be coming soon and definitely grab the hair oil. Okay. You see these locks back then. They want me. Now I'm high. Mm. (laughs) What he said. Eight, three, one, three, three, four, eight, zero, zero, four. Goddamn. I'm a big (laughs) guy. It's a scripture. <laughs> Gotta finish that. Miss Asia, where they can find you? Um, they, I, they got to see that thing. They I don't got, got no to brain, see that thing. But uh, my Instagram is chunky underscore mm. monkey. And it's mm. chunky with two Ks because that thing thick like peanut. Hey, and not only is that ass thick, okay, but that mind is thick too. Very. So if you need like consultations, like if you are contemplating on going to therapy um, and you're looking for someone just to, you know, streamline some some things that you're going through and mm-hmm. looking for some real therapeutic counsel, definitely hit her up in her inbox. She does do consultations. $45 for an hour. Okay, <laughs> so let's make it happen. Oh, I get a plug this time. <laughs> yeah, He's hey, ever hey, so for Warren, get today. all into that, man. When the wings and the bread coming uh. back, bruh. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, you're putting put pull. that shot on me. You're putting put that the shot on me. I don't is like it. Getting worse. <laughs> um, so chicken, ice cream, April. Um, I'm not giving a date. I'm gonna just say April. <laughs> don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Because that's what we're shooting for. But mm-hmm. you can find me on <sighs> Facebook, Warren Levy. Y'all know how to spell it. Figure it out. Um. DJ Levy on Instagram. Uh, also, Levy's Entertainment Group 56 is the whole thing. You got to say the whole thing like a tribe called Quest. Right. Uh, also, you can find me on Christian Mingle under Rod and Staff. Um, oh, on that comfort me, most my definitely. God. Under, on hands right next to your great granny. because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She like and my dog like got open books, so let's book them. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, book them busy. Uh, I'm just saying. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Where, Where you at, man? <laughs> 
Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're fumbling today. Hey, yes. podcast Instagram, man. Baby Daddy Chronicles Pod. Uh, podcast Twitter, Baby Daddy Cron. Um, pretty much all platforms: Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, all of that. Right. Um, if you want to start a podcast, mm-hmm. uh-huh. com. Mm-hmm. You hear how we sound? They hear, right? They clear, pristine. Yeah, I you love can hear. It. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear all that, man, as y'all already know. Couldn't even eat my snacks in the background. And, uh, hey, listen, y'all, listen, Baby Daddy Chronicles fam, listen, I know the episode's supposed to be like 45 minutes to an hour. My bad. No, we good. We almost at two. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that sounds like If y'all want to invite me back, because I know Warren wanted to ask a particular question, I am open. We we, we got a whole nother show to put you on. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got a whole nother show to put you on. So, um, if y'all made it this far, appreciate y'all. Love y'all, man. (laughs) Love y'all. It's your future fairy baby daddy signing off, man. Until next week. Peace. Bye. If you enjoyed what you heard from Baby Daddy Chronicles Podcast, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at Baby Daddy Chronicles Pod and on Twitter at Baby Daddy Cron. If you want to watch the videos, subscribe to our YouTube at Average Joe Media LLC, which is also in the bio. And then you'll go to Baby Daddy Chronicles and you'll see all the videos for that. If you want to join the community, go on Facebook to Baby Daddy Chronicles. It's a group and you'll see there. Go ahead and send, uh, go ahead and uh, follow the group and stay up to date with the podcast and also be a safe space for fathers and parents as well. Don't forget to leave us a subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and leave us a review as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for laughing. And I hope you continue to enjoy the content. Well, Nobody. As a father, yes, I feel like I'm somebody My life is my kid, so I tell about it And I swear it's all about that Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy, baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy Baby daddy, crazy daddy.